So welcome to another episode of Estate and CX. Um, today I've got two awesome people on our podcast, and actually one of them is returning back for a second time from Harrison Homes. Um, Chris and Liz, welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, today we're going to talk around their journey in the last five years, around what they've seen change within how their business operates, what they've done, what they've tried to do, how things have gone, the real life part of that implementation or change. So we've got Chris, the owner and leader of Harrison Homes, and then his psychic, Liz, who does all their marketing, their creative marketing, and bringing everything together. So it's gonna be a really good show, guys. Hope you enjoy it. So, first question I wanna ask you. Like, put yourself back five years ago, Chris. Mm -hmm. What was your agency like then? Like, running an estancy like then? Like, go back to like, literally, what was your day-to-day -day role, how things were operating, how the teams were? Like, cast back to, if you can cast back to that time, because you've changed a lot. Oh, right, so if I go back to, you know, again, we're going back towards COVID, aren't we? We had a completely different team there. So, for me, going back five years ago, um, I've got a pretty good memory, as it is, which I keep getting, um, complimented for however what I found a lot of is in this business it you can't just go by memory mm. and I think as I said one of the key things that I was trying to bring in again it was change and this is one of the things that just continuously keeps coming up now is changing the way the business is and I'm always changing the way that we are to try and improve so it's a lot of it is trial and error mm. um, so if I go back to where we were five years ago um, it's unrecognizable how, how was like you know walking into your office 8.30 start? I would have been in rather early, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have tried to get the team back to at least, as I said, half eight, rather than trying to work the sort of hours that I was working. But I think, as I said, I, I, one of the things I noticed is I was working a lot harder than what I needed to. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's classic, isn't it? You work smarter, not harder. Yeah. So I think, that again, if you go back to the, the whole system, it's, it's enabled us now, really, to, to concentrate our time in... Um, yeah, working smarter. So what, what did like, uh, if you were to start your morning meeting, mm -hmm. what was like that five years ago? Like, if you can cast your time back there, like how would, how did that physically work? Because it could be that some people are sitting on, listening to this podcast or watching it going, actually that sounds like us still now. Like, but we want to change. So like, I think what does that look like? I mean, what, did, what did it look like five years ago? I think <laughs> I was probably chasing the wrong thing. So. Um, Typical ego was wanting to be number one in the in, yeah. in the, the area, um, so it's just constantly chasing that. But again, 2020 was a classic there that we actually took on far more, t well, too many yeah. that we we couldn't cope. So that the, the change of mindset for me, and, and this has gone over the last couple of years. To be honest, it's, it's taken me a while to get that ego. Um, typical estate agent side of things out of me. So, old, old ways of thinking and working was really yeah. wasn't it like yeah. we you. What was your background before? Like, was you corporate? No. Was you no, independent? No. So, I, I, again, I started in the industry what in 2004 um, as a little apprentice, and I've just worked my way through through the business. So, the typical um, promotions as they go, going from sales neg to senior neg to branch manager to director owner. And was there like a prevailing moment where, in the last few years, that you thought? I don't want to run the business like it is now. Like, what? Why did? Why was there 
a transition in that? Like, what was there any particular steps that you thought, do you know what, I'm just fed up. I'm going to start going on this explorer route. Like, from that, you know, that removing that ego and mm -hmm. going to explore mode can be sometimes quite hard because you're going from a fixed mindset into a growth mindset as a business. Was there any prevailing moment you thought, oh, this is really interesting. I might still explore that, that spark that. I suppose I've gone through this transition numerous times over the last couple of years. I think I've gone through it more times these last two years than I have <laughs> in the last 18 years. But um, I think from, from my side of things, it's, it's, it, uh, and it's only, again, if I go now, it's only the last three, three months that I've actually then gone back to my core message. And it was all about changing the perception of estate agents. So when you're then chasing a, be the number one on a pie chart, um, yeah, it, 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 to me, that's not the core focus of where I was focusing the business. So it's, as I said, if you look at it, I've gone round the circles and I've come back to my main reason, which was 18 years ago, was to change the perception. So every client that we're dealing with, we want to ensure that they're getting the best possible service from us. Mm. Um, or experience now is, is, is where we're looking to, to go. And again, we've got loads of improvements. Again, I've, to be honest, I think this is the beginning now. Um, and we're starting all over again. And was there, was there anything that you, was there a particular course or a particular thing that you came across you thought, oh, actually, I'm gonna start exploring it a bit way? Because there is always gonna be, a, there has to be that change in that mindset as a leader. I think as, uh, through me personally, I've looked at various mentors and business coaches and, and all sorts over the last couple of years. And don't get me wrong, I've taken a lot from each and every one of them. But I think for me, it goes back to what worked for me. Yeah. And I think, and as I said, there's a lot of things that I changed that, yeah, they may work for another company, but for me, they didn't. Yeah. So I've, I've taken a lot and I learned a lot, but I've, I feel like I've gone back to where we were um, before all, all this change, which yeah. is quite weird, the, the, the journey we've been on. And so how did you bring Liz in? And where, how did that even start? Like, where, where did you... So again... Cause, cause like, Liz is pure marketing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's not like you even brought her in as a... Like, some agents go, well, I'm just going to bring in some marketing person and just get on with it. And it's very hard, mm -hmm. that transition of you trying to relay your message over to someone who's not actually physically working as an employed person in your business. So, like, where did that start? So, I think... So I had my own estate agency, but it was very heavily focused on marketing. Um, I was moving on from that. Chris and I were introduced, um, and I think we just instantly had the same mindset, that passion about um, changing the perception of the estate agency and actually, you know, changing how people perceive estate agents to be and making it more transparent, more honest, more community-based. Mm -hmm. um, and we just, yeah, we, we sort of clicked fairly early on with that, didn't we? So, yeah, uh, for me, it was, as we got injured, well, how, how I come across Liz, I, I, she, she worked locally, which was just a town down the road, but I, I'd noticed a lot of the marketing that that yeah. she had done. And I was so, on the other side of the fence, and I remember having our first chat and me saying, 
I recognise your stuff. You're behind that is pretty awesome, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So uh, and again, it was a, a fear conference, funny enough, and Graham mentioned this, that she'd just left the FIA. So it was a, an ideal opportunity for me to, to reach out. So literally within minutes, I reached out to Liz, just said, we want to have a chat. And that was just pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we were at the point of them really getting together. But what, what I found like, fantastic through Liz, I couldn't commit financially to anything. Um, at the time, because again, it was the unknown. But Liz then offered to do stuff for us for, for nothing, pretty much in, in, in the first lockdown. So to me, it was, yeah, she was given a lot to me. And what, and what made you go like, okay, I need, I need someone like Liz now in my business? Because I haven't got a clue. Yeah. <laughs> be, and did you, try, did you try and do it? Nope. We just, nope. was like, so as you probably, what, Expanded in your what you wanted to develop, Liz then became like, oh, I need I need someone with that, that set of skills. Well, I, I suppose from my side of things, if you go back to, I can't remember how long I've been a life cycle client now. Three, it, it, three four, four, four years. years, four years now, yeah. So obviously we came over, and I lo I love the idea of the marketing platform, and again, meeting through you. To me, I just thought it was right for the business. But what I found with it is we were paying for that. We had another system. The CRM system was being developed in the background, but I was paying this money for nothing and I wasn't utilising it properly. Mm. So to me, I knew I had to do it. I needed to get the brand out there. We were known locally, but I just didn't think that we were really pushing it. Hence the reason why then I approached Liz to come in and take over that side of things. And I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. no, you didn't get it. I didn't get it. Uh, Initially, um, I couldn't see how life cycle could fit yeah. within what we were trying to achieve. Um, and why? Why was that? Was it because of? Because uh, I'd been trained with uh, you keep the SEO in the website. Yeah. You keep, um, you know, you have ownership of the data and, and keep it under your hat. Um, it was only sort of really after I logged in and started poking Quiet. around and chatting to you and it started to click. And when I realised that it didn't have to be either Lifecycle or your own website yeah. or your own social media, it could be a mix of the two. I mean, we use, we go across several platforms and and share it all in different ways. And yeah. actually, we find that the audience that, as people get engaged with it, they found it a different way. But yeah. at the end of the day, it all goes back to life cycle. And it's quite interesting, because Mark and I only just talking about on a previous podcast around, like, people, we talk around digital, because we're iceberg digital. So we talk about the exploration of digital front. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean traditional estate agency marketing doesn't necessarily work. It's just that, we're not going to be vanilla. We're going to put some speciality into it. No different if someone asks me about Facebook, I say, speak to a Facebook expert. Like, I'm an expert in life cycle. So it's nice to hear that because sometimes people have that, oh, it's, I've got, I'm doing this or it's another version. It's not like, let's find my own blend of what works for us as an agency and how we want to portray our messages out there. Um, so what, what have you found useful about the platform? 
you can do, you can share to a lot of platforms from one place. Um, you, I love the way that you can see how people are actually interacting and reading mm. what you're putting out there. Um, that, might, like that, it, might, that must be a nice thing because like from a marketing perspective, hard. especially like you going to Chris going, I've created this piece of content and I've distributed it out there. And most, of, most people will be thinking, okay, like, so what? Like, yeah. what, what value does that give me? You could go, 65 people read that. So like, here's 65 people. That's you the thing, call. isn't it? Because um, if you put a blog on your traditional website, you know it's helping with SEO, you know people are seeing it, you get some stats, obviously you can look at Google Analytics and things. Um, but it's always, you're working on stuff in the future, you know, it'll pay dividends in the future, whereas um, lifestyle cycle even, you can get a more instant feedback. I love the fact when we send out a newsletter, you know, two days, you've got an idea whether that was a interesting newsletter for people or not. I think half the time as well is it's one of those areas, and again, I'm not not really into marketing myself. But you send out a blog, or you put a blog, you don't actually know who's looking at it. Yeah. Uh, or you send out a mail shot, you send out this, you you leaflet drop. There's you don't see what really comes back from yeah. that. But again, like we're doing regular monthly updates now, and again, it's going out to what seventeen thousand people on our database, and we're getting like a thirty percent click through rate. So mm. we're, we're knowing there that that, that to me that. From what I've been told, that's a really good click through, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, so we know that it's actually working because actually people are taking account of what we're putting going out back there. to like originally. Like, think about the database you had before five mm. years ago. Like, were you even using that? No, no. So it's like, and that's what I think is crazy because, like, if you if someone said to you, right, I've got 17,000 people mm -hmm. in your local area who we can target with, with Liz's content, and Liz can come to you and say, I've got this, you'd think. Yeah, whatever. Like that's definitely. Like, yeah. And then at the same time, if you said no, no, I can generally see this. Like, how much money would that be worth to an agent out there? And that's what I what I really like is the fact that you've got Mrs. Jones who you want to be a client, and you put out a piece of content, and you can see if straight away if <laughs> Mrs. Jones has read that, and if she's in, you know, and yeah. if she keeps reading it, you're like, it's worth hassling her. Whereas if she's never going to use you as an estate agent and she's not engaging with your content, mm. you can leave her I think be. it's a bit of a misconception, isn't it? Because again, like people might not be ready to move at that point. You're calling them standard. If you go back to five years ago, you're making, what, three, seven phone calls max. Don't get hold of them, that's it, delete them mm. or archive them. Archive. And, and now it's a case of they can just sit in the system. And we, we've utilised it brilliantly this year. There's people we went to like last year, we weren't actually, yeah, we, they weren't ready then. Mm. Next thing you know, they're looking at why use Harrison's estate agents. Right, so, well, there and you it, go. And it can turn people off. You remember like mm. the like that old way of traditional sales, you get yeah. told like, pick the phone, pick the phone. It's like for one success story you might get from it, like how many people are you annoying because they've yeah. like, you know, they've done an instant valuation and you're trying to call them down yeah. and they're like, I'm not yet ready to move. Mm -hmm. So it gives that, I feel it gives you a better experience because you can nudge people in the right direction mm -hmm. towards getting them to learn about it, especially with the content you put out there, helping them 
understand if they're looking to move soon, but then equally at the same time, you can see, right, they're not yet ready for me to speak to them now. If I start calling them because they've done something, right, it's like you, ex you expect them mm -hmm. that they, you've done this evaluation, so I expect that you've, I've got to come around and see you, otherwise you're a waste of space. Yeah, um, yeah it's great, 17,000 people, like 30%. And that again, so each month, people. people like, imagine if you said, what, we say that's 5,000 people, yeah, roughly. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you said, like, every, every month we're going to communicate 5,000 people in my local area with regular pieces that you put out there. And mm -hmm. I think it's great to see that you've utilised someone like Liz, because imagine you trying to do that yourself. Well, no. <laughs> Pay somebody that's good to do it, to it, from my point of view. There's no point me going into an area that I don't know anything about. I'd rather concentrate on things that I'm good at. Yeah, definitely. So, talk about the evolution of life cycle, mm -hmm. if you're okay with that. So when you joined us, it was purely a marketing concept. Yep. Liz came on board, you started to understand it a bit more, with obviously, especially with our coaching sessions. And I could see those light bulbs starting to click through. There was a few. Oh! <laughs> That's amazing. We've experienced those together. Um, and now we've got like the CRM functionality, which we've combined in, and then we've had that life cycle two and now three. Like, how does that, how has that changed your business in like going back to those daily things, you know, five years ago to what you did now? Like, has like a morning meeting changed or give some, have you got anything tangible you could probably put out into the same, like, experiences or stories that, that have come through? Well, I, I suppose, if, again, if I talk most recent of, of what we've done this year, I think if you go back to where we were before, it's a case of, right, we need X amount of people this this week to hit target if we, if we weren't working on targets. But for, for me, it's a case of, I suppose from a sales neg point of view, if we're going back to that early startup, do they actually know who to call? Mm. Whereas I think now the system has been completely simplified where it's a case of, all right, okay, these are the people we need to call today. Like first thing this morning, right? There's your potential viewings. They're the people looking at content. They're the people you call. There's 56 mm. calls there, mm. 56 people looking at properties. So rather than them having to, well, who am I gonna call? Now it's a case of, well, it's there in black, black and white. Um, same with, with, with sellers. Um, yeah, as I said, who would you call unless a valuation call's coming in? Yeah. Now you've got the people there that you know are probably now ready to call. Yeah. So it, 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 to me, going back to the fact that, as I said, I, I work on a lot of, of remembering. Now, if I was coming in now, it's, it, it just makes it so much easier. Mm. Um, it's, it's not complicated at all. Yeah, I think, Going back to like, imagine, go back to your database of 17,000 people yeah. in an archive database. And then from a leader's perspective, like talking around culture and staff empowerment and trying to help your teams mm -hmm. fulfill their p potential. I mean, it's nothing worse than saying, here's a database of 17,000 people. Like, your job today is just call people. Yeah. Like, call who? Mm -hmm. um, but so at least it gives you that direction and there's those two parts. But I think having someone like Liz on board mm -hmm. It'd probably be zero if you didn't blend and think as a leader going, actually, I need someone to do marketing because I could have 17,000 people. Mm -hmm. But if I've got no way of activating them with content that I've read, probably the dashboard will probably say zero and serve 64 people in there. But even again, going back to like, the, I'm just thinking of one yeah. why you, you're talking to me there. It's like, 
even like the most ex inexperienced agents that are coming into to the job. Uh, again, yeah, if you've got a standard three bed terrace, yeah, you'd be probably looking at, oh, there's another three bed terrace we, we've got that's on the property that we can get the viewing from. So rather than just being an order taker, mm. you'd have to try and remember your stock. And I've got, yeah, somebody who, who's, who's more of a mature age and yeah, she wouldn't know how to use a sit, well, think about the stock that we have on, uh, on our books at the moment. But she even said the other day, it's so easy because you just go straight to, potential other potential properties matched up um, properties oh, there's a go booking a viewing there, there, there's another one i can book a viewing for mm. so it just uh, to me it makes that makes it so much easier when you're trying to rather than trying to remember the stock that you've got not everybody can do that so from her point of view it's, it makes it a lot easier for her mm. and also from my point of view because i work remotely i can see i've got much better idea of what's going on, what mm. properties are coming on and how the content that I'm putting out mm. relates to those properties and those buyers. So it, everyone's better informed. Mm -hmm. But you've developed some really good strategies though. And that's the thing around the marketing that's strategies the and having part. that planned strategy and have it in place. Yeah. Not just a, we've got a new properties randomly put on or we just try something random. I can see that you've had systematic stuff that you put out there in a in a way that you've really thought about how how do we deliver particular marketing concepts yeah um that's really good so going back to what you said like even pre-covid one of the things i want to talk about was you said you've changed teams mm -hmm. so where why has that happened or what what value can you give to people out there that of the if you maybe have got, a, you're a leader of a team, you're mm -hmm. trying to implement change or development and stuff, or trying to change how your direction, your business going. Like, what have you, what have you come across that? Is in like some learnings, some of the stuff you might have done well, not done well, what you've uh, experienced from it. I think you can look at it from both sides of the coin. It could have been me personally. Yeah. At the end of the day. Um, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but to me, it's it's always moving forward. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah I'll probably take that one on the chin that maybe I'll upset a few people uh, in leaving. But to me, maybe they weren't on this journey with me. Mm. So I think if you don't want to develop yourself and move forward and grow, I, I, I don't want to sit here. I want to continue keep going forward. So mm. and if you're not on that journey, I, we're going to clash and we're, we're going to uh, part. So. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I, I couldn't tell you why. All I know is, as I said, I don't want to sit still. Um, mm. It's just constantly moving forward. I think yeah, it may have been that people didn't want to do that. And is, is that so? Is that something you've started to develop out and thought, okay, right, this is the, the true essence of who I am as a leader, and ultimately what I want the business to be led by. Because I think sometimes you can be scared of being that way but then then all of a sudden you have it's even worse because you mm. you're a leader with no direction or no no direction towards a team so mm. everyone's just a bit confused about like what the hell is my purpose in this company and why am i why do i even exist what's the point of even being here yeah i think one of the bigger pictures for me is that i, I think over over the years i, I think and I'll, I'll be i've been one of these so if you go back you yeah, five years th this is where i was where you get a property on, it's got to go live. And then you wait for the calls. Mm. To, to me, it's, uh, and again, 
be frank, it's right with Zoopla that have come to us saying, oh, you need us, you need us, you need us. Um, and I, I think that, that that one has made agents lazy, but yeah. it's also lost the buzz really of actually understanding somebody what they're, what they're after. Anyone can go and stick it on right moving Zoopla, mm -hmm. Purple Bricks and Yoga. There is a model there for that, but that wasn't the model that I wanted. Mm -hmm. It was a case of, yeah, every call, you want to understand what they're after. Um, and, and to me, I still get the buzz. You get a new property, oh, who have I got? Oh, yeah, I've got somebody. That's the buzz of it. You're mm. actually placing somebody with their dream, dream home. Um, and I look back at, um, and COVID in particular, we ended up taking on far too, too many properties. So it, that benefited me because it was a case of oh, falling into the trap of just waiting for the calls and sticking it on right moving. There was an element of 50-50, mm. but we ended up stopping our stock going live purely for the case of initially is we couldn't cope. So mm. we stuck it online and it would then we get God knows how many calls within an hour. So it was a sort of a light bulb moment there that we, we thought, well, actually, let's hold stock back. Let's ring it out. Let's go to our hot buyers or our priority list of, of people that we know who are going to buy today, not people that they're just going to be looking at the property on a Sunday afternoon. So that, that to me was a case of how we could utilize the life cycle, especially mm. to work with what worked for us. And to me, yeah, it's a, something that we've implemented and carried on doing. Even at the weekend, I saw with like the guys, I think you guys had on Instagram, you had like a particular reels with like, got a new one on, mm -hmm. da, 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 coming soon, coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. The last one was Ryan was jumping on. Yeah. The head on there, so I'm back again. Yeah, he's That's done it. phenomenally well, to be honest. So, with what you, was so. the, was that, was that concept from you, Liz? Or was it a yeah. blend of like you talking about this and then you go, because there was, you can see there's a particular way of doing it. It's not just going, I'm just going to delay it and that's it. Because no one ever really understands the concept of why registering with you guys is different to someone else who says, I can, you can register with us and we'll tell you about properties early before. Early bird viewings. Early bird viewings <laughs> or whatever it's going to be. So like, without giving that, all that process away, like what does that look like? Like how does that? I think you and I both had a, a feeling about the way that the portals were making agents appear to be lazy and and we weren't happy with that. So, mm. you know, I I particularly don't like the way that, that portals work. Uh, and I think also a lot of buyers have changed how they're looking for property. They're, Everybody's on right move all day, every day, but actually people that want to buy, want to feel a bit special and know about that property. So then we started to work out strategy, plus the COVID restrictions, we wanted to keep everyone safe. Mm. So it started off, we were limiting viewings, but now we've got into a real strategy where buyers are registering beforehand when we've got a property they get to see that property mm -hmm. first. And that's like almost like a blend of traditional estate and see. It is. With technology, isn't it? Yeah. It's back to how. Instead of them walking through your office, they're just registering in a different way, isn't it? Yeah. Which actually is more convenient for them than tracing to a high street, probably paying 20 quid to park these days just to. It's also you don't have to go through the bullshit of registering them. It's already on the the table of right. This is their situation. You can go straight into the queue of actually what they're after, yeah. rather than go through your checklist of 
name, number, email address, it's already there for you. And actually, you almost, you almost want to get past that. Yeah. Because then you want to get into the, the, the gritty stuff of like, mm -hmm. why are they moving? And by someone giving that first line of data, mm -hmm. you have the ability to reach out to them and you're, you're almost reconfirming. Like, oh, you said you got a mortgage. Let's mm -hmm. talk about that. Yeah. Like, rather than going, do you want to speak to our mortgage advisor? Do you want to speak advisor? to our mortgage advisor? I have no. other person. It's the same old shit they probably get yeah. from everyone else when they try and register with people. Um, it's a great strategy on that part. So And you create the heads up property page, didn't you, as well? So. Yeah, that we've was, got Facebook groups as well that run around it. And that was a good blend, because that's what you're talking about, going back to your blend of concepts. Yeah. Like, you didn't just use a Facebook group and have it in there with no way of going, how do I pull the data out, people who might be in that group, into our own database? Because some agents might go, oh, I've got three, 400 members in my group. And you're like, oh, great. But if Facebook turns off tomorrow, like, <laughs> yeah. have you got those details, really? Do, yeah. do you own them or does Facebook exactly. own them? And you're always driving everybody around, you know, all the different platforms. So hopefully everybody will see something from Harrison's every day or two and, mm. and go, ah. They're the guys I need to use. So, going forward, how do you see things differ maybe in the next year or so, in a form of how you probably need to utilise technology, or if you're an agent sat there and thinking, oh, it's great, but now all of a sudden those, that right, that way that everyone's been riding, starting mm. to move down a little bit, move down a little bit, and you're going back to calmer times, like. Where do you see, probably you see the industry going in the next two, maybe one year, two years, three years, you probably think actually this would be beneficial to us in what we've set up in the last few years. Well, I, I, I personally think, again, as I said it quite time and time again, I think the reactive agents are going to really struggle. Yeah. And we've, we've really noticed as well, um, especially locally, that the customer service level is, is well, it's fallen massively. We're speaking to people at the moment that, that as I said, aren't, haven't heard from their agent in like eight weeks. No, mm. that's just appalling. Mm. Um, but the phone's not ringing now. What do we do? Mm. I think, as I said, they've, they've been completely lost. But like, as I said, like where we are, like, we, we come out this year, the market apparently was going to be dropping this year. And again, it's noise, isn't it? Like, you can get sidetracked by the noise. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, we had a, an awful end of year. And I think most agents did. But it was a case of, well, what do we do? Do we just listen to it or do we come out and carry on as we are? And mm. as I said, so far, touch wood, we're, we're all right. But um, well, we did, we started to look at strategies rather than going, how do we get business and keep it with us? Mm. We start going, we do it, did it anyway, but like, we're not going to tie you into a contract because we believe we can sell you home. Whereas if other agents are tying you in for long periods to keep that business, yeah. they're not selling you home. That's not the best for the customer. So actually having those conversations, so actually saying them publicly, you know, and actually being more more proactive mm. in the way we but work. But most can list a house and then time into a 12-week contract <laughs> and forget about them, can't you? I spoke to an agent the other day and one of our competitors is 26-week contracts. Mm -hmm. like, We've got that. Half a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're really confident, Jesus, you? like, yeah. Like, if you can't sell a house in half a year, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Fact, but even but, they even exist. But even if you can't sell it within four weeks' time, there's an issue there. Yeah. There's an issue there that really you need to address. 
and again we're getting better at it mate again it's, it's just constant improvement but after four weeks you need to be having that uh, that courageous conversation with your seller of look okay the price is wrong where if you're in a 26 week agreement you're just hopeful they're eventually going to come to you reduce <laughs> it and then you're going to sell it but that's not really a state agency is it no no um so yeah that's yeah, we work on a zero week contract if we can't sell it then there's a problem so like and and going back to like those conversations that happen in the team like what experience does your team have in like having those because i know obviously ryan's been with you some time mm -hmm. some of the other members of staff like because sometimes like we talk about in the last few years if you are new to the industry and you haven't ever had to have those conversations because still property's been flying out yeah. like have you no, got any been, of those teams have you in well, your team uh, if you, again you, you mentioned ryan but ryan hasn't seen a uh, a poor market yeah true actually yeah so if even he's been like, he, well, he was, you know, he, he hasn't seen a poor market, so he's only seen an average market get into a really good market yeah. to come back down to average. So, if you look at the whole team that I've got, they're not, you know, they're not used to the market crashing or the market showing negative signs. Not showing, um, hearing is yeah. probably, I think, the the word rather than. And is that quite? You talk about obviously what you hear the noise wise, but what you've got here is it like what have you done? maybe as a leader within that, just to reassure them or give them education, is there anything particular that you might have had those conversations around like? Um, well, probably quite direct before Christmas, but I don't know if it's for the podcast, but, uh, <laughs> but it was a case of, uh, from my side of things, it was a case of, look, we can carry on um, moaning about the market conditions. That technically is not gonna get us paid, mm. which means there's decisions that have to be made. Now, whether that's right or wrong, that is the true reality. We can keep hearing all this negative talk, but ultimately we need to get through that. So mm -hmm. that was a conversation that we sat down just before Christmas. Um, it's probably, again, the first time I've really sat down with my team and gone, right, we have two days off. We won't do anything else other than let's work on the new year. Let's just reimagine what we're going to do going forward. And yeah, as I said, they've done phenomenally well, um, but we're only three weeks in. Mm. That's the thing. And again, the, the key thing is then remaining consistent. Mm. Um, but at least having but, that step back, let's review it. Mm -hmm. It's a bit like um, like a, like the NBA, uh, the NBA. You know, they're in the game. Also, they do timeout and mm -hmm. they all come together, and there might be that fifteen second huddle where they just talk to each other about like, right, what what are we going to do going forward? Like we're down. Like how are we going to get back up? Like, a lot of owners don't have that. Mm -hmm. They just keep going. <laughs> like hopefully something will work out. But the staff are like, hopefully something's going to work out. So sometimes. Mm -hmm those conversations do need to happen to be able to get people to refocus. And sometimes people are fair, un scared of potential conflict as a leader. You might be, oh, if I say this, they might be upset with my, and, and a lot of owners sometimes can be controlled by that. But so you need to have some level of conflict to, to, to come to back together to then rebirth itself into mm -hmm. going, what's the next version? Yeah, well, and again, you do that quite a lot. Yeah, I, I, I do like a, a little bit of a challenge and a bit of conflict, to be honest. But again, it, to me, it's I'm ve I am very opinionated. But then again, it's I, I like the challenge. I like yeah. being having an open. We've got an issue. Distress it. Get, yeah. Let's get it out of the way. Like that. This is one of the key things that I found. And don't get me wrong, there was a few silences in the office b before, but. 
you move on, don't you? But then, so the, then off the back of that, you've developed new strategies, new mm -hmm. processes, brought Liz back on. Obviously, with development of what we've released now in life cycle with those new parts, yeah, gives a lot more of a ability for the team to sit down and go right. Here we go. Who do we call today? Yeah, and Can if there's no it. one in there, let's have a conversation with Liz about, yeah. or we can get some more people mm -hmm. in there to then, or talk about lead generation or whatever it might be. Um, awesome. Okay. Appreciate you guys coming on today. Let's go. Thank you. Really good, like really good insight for obviously anyone out there. So you've, we've covered, you know, technology, things have changed, how you have to change as an individual leader, like marketing concepts, why you need people like Liz in your mm -hmm. teams as well. So I really, really appreciate you guys coming on today. Um, this is another episode of Ascent CX. Thanks for joining guys. Um, still feel tuned into the next session. I look forward to seeing you there. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this podcast. My name is Mark Burgess. Estate and CX is a community of learning, inspiration and accountability all about the future of a state agency as we move through the 2020s.